my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner Fuller Gibbler fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing this week? Everyone excited for the big day? It's like two days away. Wow, I can't believe it. We are so close. Well, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, you'll realize this is the last the final ep- Christmas episode in the Tis the Season series of Full House and Fuller House. And of course, the episode I'm doing today to close this chapter will be from Season 4. It's Episode 1 entitled, Oh My Santa, which aired on December 14th, 2018. So just over a year ago. In this episode, when Max gets a case of the Bahung Bugs and Tommy has a meltdown at the mall, DJ does everything she can to get them back in the Christmas spirit. This episode has a 7.6 out of 10 rating based on 196 ratings on IMDb. It was directed by Rich Carell, writer Jeff Franklin, the creator, written by Brian Beher, Steve Boldkus. I'm so sorry, Steve. Baldkowski, Will Griffin, staff writer, and, oh boy, a collaborating writer, B-H-A-N-U, P-R-A-T-A-P is the second name, and the most likely the last name is M-A-U-R-Y-A. I, I am so sorry. I feel so bad. Oh, they only wrote on this episode... And welcome all the writers, all the writers and staff members and everybody on Full House. I'm sure none of you are listening to this podcast, but if you are, I want to wish all of you a happy holidays and happy new year as well. We do have a sighting in a home movie of Tommy Sr., DJ's husband who had passed. Also, Jackson Max and Tommy Jr.'s father. He is played by Dan Thiel, T-H-I-E-L. Let's see if he, what else he's done. Let's give it a look-see. Woo, he's got six upcoming projects, one episode of Fuller House, American Crime Story, Maybe Baby, SWAT, a lot of TV shows, uh, Shameless in 2016, Grandfathered, which was uh, John Stamos's failed sitcom, General Hospital, A Year in Change, Stalker, NCIS, Anger Management, NCIS Los Angeles, just a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff, guys, a lot, a lot of stuff. Deep Blue Sea, the movie, I've never seen it, but something called Chad's World, TV short, 1998, I don't know what that was. We also have Isaac Harger. Is that right? 
He is the young brother of Elias Harger, <laughs> Elias Harger, who plays Max Fuller on Fuller House. So this is his little brother appearing as young Max in a flashback. I don't believe he has any speaking lines, though. He does also play, for a split second, eight-year-old Leonard, is it Leonard Hofstetter, right, in the show Young Sheldon, which is a prequel to The Big Bang Theory. I remember seeing that scene, we see all the young, you know, we see young Raj, young Leonard, young Howard, young Penny, young... Bernadette and young um, Amy and none of them have speaking lines but uh, yeah it's it's pretty cool uh, Isaac was also in Chicago Fire for an episode looks like this year's Logan Miller so yeah he's getting his name out there slowly but surely I believe Elias also has a I think he is the oldest of three siblings and he has a sister I think her name is like Colsey, who is also in acting as well, so that's pretty cool. We have a little bit of trivia. The episode's title is a reference to DJ's catchphrase, Oh My Lanta. Also, Oh My Lanta is the first half of the title of this podcast. Second Christmas-themed episode of the series. That's right, I just did Season 2, Episode 12, Fuller House Nutcrackers, which I uploaded on Sunday. If you haven't checked that one out, check that one out. I had a lot of fun. I always have fun with these episodes, guys. I love... The sh both shows are so near and dear to my heart. It breaks my heart to hear that, you know, it's ending. And I just... Uh, I'm ready, but I'm not ready for the final nine. And I do plan to actually... I'm doing for New Year's Eve. I am covering... Full House Season 4's New Year's Eve episode, and then Fuller House's Season 2 finale entitled New Year's Baby. Or, is it New Year's Baby or Happy New Year Baby? Something like that. I'm covering those. I also wanted to get the Season 5 Part A mid-season finale. I wanted to cover that before the end of the year, too. That way we will be set to go. When the new episodes arrive, I'll cover the... Season 5, Part B, which will be Episode 10. And then I'll, of course, cover the series finale when that hits. A lot of tears. Oh, my goodness. A lot of tears. All right, we do have one user review. Of course, the ever-faithful Power Man Dan gives us a 10 out of 10. They've always had a knack for Christmas episodes. This, of course, this review was put up July 10th of 2019, so of this year. It does have spoilers, so guys, if you have not, definitely if you not watched this episode, what are you doing? Get out there, listen to it, you know I'm going to spoil it. I do that with all the episodes, so just make sure if you're going to listen to the episode, you don't want to be spoiled, watch the episode. Fuller House is on Netflix, all the episodes so far, and Full House, if you guys got a Hulu subscription, Full House is on there, along with, I believe, Perfect Strangers, Family Manners, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Boy Meets World is actually on Disney+, Plus. so if you have that, it's only like, what, $6.99 a month, which isn't bad. Alright, I am going to read this review. 
Could it be something in the water in both Full House and Fuller House? The Christmas episodes have been outstanding. Tommy is terrified of Santa Claus, and Max has supposedly outgrown Santa. Truth is, he misses his dad. Grief just suddenly hit him out of nowhere on that day. Him confiding in his mom is very heartbreaking. Oh, guys, yes, Elias, you hit the nail on the head, my guy. You, you're acting, you deserve a reward. An award for that. A reward, an award. You deserve them both. Did you... Oh my gosh. I know I'm probably going to get emotional. Because as you guys know, this is my first Christmas without my dad here. And it doesn't matter whether Max's dad has been gone for what? Two years or three years or whatever. It hits at any time. Grief does not have a timetable to it. It really had me shedding a tear, too. To make him feel better, DJ suggests they watch home movies. It is good having seen Tommy Sr. before his death. Turns out he hid presents in the house years ago, and Kimmy's ultrasonic hearing could pick it up. Talk about a Christmas miracle. Yes, indeed it was. But wait, there's more. Joey in a Santa costume helps Tommy Jr. overcome his fear. And Steve arrives and informs his love that he has quit his dream job because he loves his woman more. Aww. It then ends with San Francisco snowing, the perfect ending. Yes, this note-perfect episode is one of the best in the series. Yes. All right, before I officially get into this episode, guys, of course, I want to let you know, if you're a regular listener, if you haven't yet, or if you're, you, you're new to the podcast, you'll listen to a couple episodes and you're enjoying it, Hop on iTunes, hop on Apple, pot your Apple Podcast app, and go to Full House, All My Atlanta, Holy Chalupas podcast, and leave a review. You can even use emojis to describe your favorite episodes if you want, or favorite characters. Be creative, have fun with it, you know? Every review that the podcast gets is going to get it out there and noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. If you guys want to email me, I would love to hear from you. We you know, we can converse about your favorite Full House and Fuller House episodes. If you guys have opinions on upcoming episodes I plan on doing in 2020, I'd love to get your intake. If you guys even want to send an audio clip, just remember it's a clean, family-friendly podcast. Keep it clean. And I will list the email, which is omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And I will list it in the description as well. Also, if you are familiar with social media, which I'm sure you are, this is 2019, <laughs> um, the podcast has a Facebook page. Just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast in the Oh My Atlanta Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House Podcast will pop right up there. It also has an Instagram at OMHC Full House Pod. Alright, so without further ado, let's jump into this wonderful holiday favorite of an episode. So the episode open, we actually have a cold open, which I don't know if Fuller House has done many of those. But anyway, it's been a long work week for DJ. She comes home, she's like, Merry Christmas! Expecting the living room to be just doused with Christmas cheer, Christmas 
everything. At least, you know, put the tree up, the presents, and all that good stuff, right? No, everybody is in front of the television watching what I feel is not a Christmas movie. Granted, instead of Christmas, there have been so many debates. My husband is one of them that feels that it is a Christmas movie, the movie Die Hard. Let me ask you, do you feel it's a Christmas movie? Because I really don't, and granted, I've not seen the movie, but I know it's set at Christmas. So, yeah, we got Fernando, Ramona, and Jimmy on the couch with Jackson on the floor, and Cosmo is front and center right in that TV. Like, everyone's just chilling, sharing a bowl of popcorn. There's a chessboard on the coffee table, which maybe... I bet if anyone likes to play chess, it's got to be Max. I bet anything. But... DJ's not happy. It's like, look, I worked 60 hours this week. I asked one thing of you, and you couldn't even do that. Why couldn't you deck? The tree is not even decorated. What? And it's Christmas Eve at like 6 o'clock at night. Why did you wait to the last minute? That doesn't seem like a DJ Tanner Fuller idea. I mean... The weekend after Thanksgiving, our tree is like up. Actually, I think we put it up on December 1st, but that's only because it was a, uh, a weekend, so, but still, it's like, come on now, come on. Son, your other son. Yeah. So I gotta say, for cold opens, even though there aren't many that I can recall of Fuller House, this one is 
wow, so much goes out. Even though everyone's just sitting in one spot, basically, while DJ yells at them about lacking the Christmas spirit. Of course, the, uh, when DJ's like, you're watching Die Hard. And of course, Ramona, Fernando, Jimmy, and Jackson are all like, yippee Kaye!" And of course, DJ cuts him off like, do not finish that line. She's like, come on, people, what's with you? I don't smell cookies. I don't see tinsel, which, guys, you shouldn't be having tinsel if you have a dog around. That is very not safe. There's so... I'm going to look that up. I know that tinsel is not good for dogs. I don't think it's good for cats either. All right, tinsel and cats, tinsel and dogs. My cat ate tinsel. While tinsel is not poisonous to pets, it is very harmful if ingested. If your dog or cat ingested tinsel, call Pet Poison Helpline. 1-800-213-6680 for treatment advice. It says tinsel can get stuck to your dog's tongue, teeth, stomach, which means it does not pass through the intestines. Oh boy. Yes, guys, just do yourselves a favor. Forget the tinsel. Just hang the garland and other decorations. The tree will look fine without fake ice on it. And DJ's a vet. She should know about the tinsel. I love it. It's how they kind of uh, incorporate some of the lyrics from, like, uh, different Christmas songs. She says, I haven't checked the halls, but I am assuming they are not decked. So Max comes down the stairs with Tommy, who's probably about the age of maybe three or four at this time. And he's like, Mother, I tried, but they just don't have the Christmas spirit. Like you, me, and Tommy. And it, Max starts berating everyone. Like, none of these lollygaggers moved a muscle. As soon as Die Hard was on, they just flopped themselves on the couch and just are pretty much uh, in a vegetative state with the television. They got sucked into the world of Die Hard. And only their bodies remain. And Max was like, they even refused to hang the stockings with or without care. So, of course, Stephanie, I don't know what she was up to, but she comes in and she's like, oh, you're watching Die Hard. Now it's a Christmas. Now it's truly Christmas. And she goes and slides onto the couch next to Jimmy. Of course, that knocks Ramona, who's on the other end, knocks her right onto the floor. Like, what the what? And Max is just rolling his eyes, like, pointing at the couch. Like, see what I've been working with? Hey, nobody doing nothing for me. Nobody's got the Christmas spirit. Of course, Kimmy walks in. She's got this big red velvet bag that anyone would assume, like, oh, yeah, that's the type of bag you'd, you know, Santa Claus would put presents in and whatnot, right? No. Actually, um, it's got her stinky, smelly gym socks, which maybe she means, like, the workout gym, not, like, peas. But anyway, <laughs> DJ mistakes, like, oh, now someone's getting in the Christmas spirit. Those are for the gifts, right? And she said, nope, nope, these are, unless someone wants my sweaty gym socks, this is my laundry. So DJ's seen and heard enough. She turns the TV on, which has been emitting gunfire through the screen the whole time. She's like, look, I'm going to continue to immerse myself in Christmas spirit by taking Max and Tommy to go visit Santa. In the meantime, when I get back, this house better be decked so much in Christmas that... I can't 
swing a reindeer around without hitting a Santa Claus. Of course, she takes Max, but then she really... Oh, I guess I should take Tommy. <laughs> She's in such a state, like... Ugh. Finally, it's like, everyone's just like, Ugh, I guess we, if we have to do this, if we want to continue to live here, we have to uh, start decorating. I mean, it, it's, it's actually 4 o'clock on Christmas Eve. That is... No tree in that house would be undecorated till the 24th. No way, right? Before DJ leaves, though, she does say, you now are all on my naughty list. And, of course, Jimmy's like, oh, you're not going to tell Santa, are you? And she says, there's no option off the table, and I'm going to see him in 45 minutes. As she grabs Max by the hand and whisks him outside, then it's like, oops, I forgot my other son. Come on, little Tommy. And that, everybody, was the cold open. So, of course, season four, you know, Kimmy is very, very pregnant. And she is tossing out, oh, the tree looks gorgeous, tossing out, most likely tinsel, um, at the top of the tree because nobody can reach it unless you're up on that banister. And also in this episode, Stephanie is very overprotective. You know, Kimmy is carrying precious cargo, Stephanie and Jimmy's baby. Stephanie's like, Kimmy, you have to be careful, okay? And going up these steps, you could be hurting the baby. You could fall and hurt the baby and yourself. So Stephanie and Jimmy come into the living room. We have Jackson, who's helping on the living room floor getting that you know, finishing touches. We got Ramona who's hanging out on the couch. Jimmy and Stephanie come through into the living room and Jimmy is talking about Santa Claus and a space-time continuum. Like, wow, doesn't it just blow your mind? Holy night, silent night, holy night. Like, okay, Jimmy, okay. He's like, that's how he's able to get to home every home in one night. It's like, yes, yes, of course. Everyone has their theories. Everyone has their theories. Of course, Stephanie's being polite, like, <laughs> good thing you're cute. Is there anything you don't say out loud? Ay, ay, ay. But she loves this big, goofy self. Then it hit me. Silent night, holy night. Santa flies a sleigh through a hole in the space-time continuum. That's how he's able to get to every home in one night. What don't you say out loud? <laughs> Kimmy, what are you doing? Duh. I'm leaning over the railing in a dangerous fashion. <laughs> no, 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 you can't do that. You're, you're pregnant with my baby. Why do I keep forgetting that? Oh, you just now noticed that she tripped. sensitive hearing. Yep. In 1775, great-great-great-grandma Gibbler heard the British coming. But that jerk Paul Revere took all the credit because she was too fat to get on a horse. Hey, uh, what do you do with all these old clothes? Oh, I am collecting donations for the homeless shelter. I'm volunteering there for school community service. Wow. That's so cool that your school makes you do that. You know we go to the same school, 
<laughs> oh, geez, Jackson. I hear DJ coming. Now there's someone with the Christmas spirit. So I just realized when Stephanie says you can't do that, be up there on the banister like that, you're carrying my baby. And that's when we see Kimmy revealing her pregnant belly. Because she hit her second trimester when Steph she reveals that when Stephanie says, Wow, did you like double in size overnight? It's like, yes, I hit the second trimester today. And she says that uh, we Gibblers have a, like a supersonic sense of hearing when we're pregnant. And, yeah, I thought this was cool <laughs> when she says, when we Gibblers pop, we blow up like a tick on a water buffalo. I'm like, oh, I didn't need to hear that. Ooh. I don't want to hear about ticks exploding. <laughs> Jimmy adds how pregnant Gibblers also have heightened senses. senses. Of course, they're not the, the normal ones. Wasn't one of them like a heightened sense of smell? Of course, he refers to the normal ones, like throwing up when you smell chicken or library books. I want to look up and see what type of senses, you know, women get when they're pregnant that are heightened. But Kimmy's is literally like a superpower, a pregnancy superpower. Basically, what I'm finding here is just a lot of stuff in regards to your sense of smell and how it benefits the woman because she's rejecting foods containing chemicals and toxins harmful to the fetus, to the baby. And this also could probably explain why pregnant women are sensitive to the smell and taste of cigarettes, alcohol, bitter vegetables, and caffeinated beverages such as coffee. So we get a Gibbler historical fact. As Kimmy says, in 1775, great-great-great-grandma Gibbler heard the British coming. Granted, Paul Revere took all the credit because heavily pregnant great-great-great-grandma Gibbler couldn't get on a horse to warn everybody. ay ay ay. So the reason that Ramona has a big cardboard box sitting next to her on the couch is because she's collecting donations to help out people in need. She's helping out for uh, the school fundraiser, which is really awesome. And Jackson's like, wow, that's great that you're doing that for your school. And Ramona just looks at him like, you do realize we go to the same school, right? And Jackson's got that moment. Like, come on. I really hate how they dumbified this kid. Come on. I mean, you're the oldest fuller boy. You gotta kind of be like DJ and set an example for your other siblings. Max is pretty much the one that is stepping up and being that example for his older and younger brother. Which I'm fine with. So, due to Kimmy's supersonic hearing... She's like, hey, I hear DJ coming. Now there's someone with the Christmas spirit. So definitely, you know, DJ gets back. She should be happy with what she's seeing. Well, she might be happy, but she's like, no, we got to hide everything Christmas. Tommy had a meltdown when he saw Santa. And Tommy just looks fine. He doesn't have an issue. I mean, if he did at the mall, he worked through it on the drive home because he is doesn't have a problem about it now. Oh, God. 
Oh, the Santa looks like he wants to eat Tommy. You know, it's funny. I actually have that same picture of me on Russell Brand's lap. <laughs> Ew. Don't ask. Looks like someone else isn't happy. Hey, Max. How did you like Santa? It was terrific. I'm no linguist, but it's almost like he was saying it wasn't terrific. Mr. Christmas. Not anymore. I mean, he was fine until we got in line to meet Santa, and then he suddenly announced that he was over Christmas. What happened? I don't know. He just left the line and spent the next four hours in a massage chair at Brookstone eating Korean barbecue. That sounds like the best Christmas ever. <laughs> does, doesn't it? Two kids who have gone full Grinch on me. And a boyfriend who won't be here for Christmas. Well, at least Steve left you that sweet voicemail. Yeah, it was sweet. I missed. Wait, how did you know about the voicemail? I just listened to it in the car. My Gibbler pregnancy hearing. Wait, you didn't hear anything else, did you? Of course not. Boo Bear. <laughs> Yeah, DJ runs and just starts grabbing all the Santas above the stockings on the fireplace. Like, hide the Santas! Tommy had a meltdown because he saw Santa. And they're like, oh, come on, it couldn't have been that bad. So DJ whips out this picture in her purse, and we see Tommy, his face is just a mix of tears and terror, and his eyes just, like, so scared. <laughs> Of course, I can't blame him. That Santa looks like he wants to eat Tommy. The way his mouth is shaped like he's a, a monster in a Santa costume. It's frightening. So Max comes in no longer wearing his Christmas vest. But Tommy is wearing his Christmas vest. Tommy's got a frowny face. Like he's like, hmm. So Kimmy's like, hey Max, how did you like meeting Santa at the mall? And of course, in Max fashion, he's like, it was terrific, and he just continues to take Tommy by the hand and lead him out into the kitchen. So the family really can't get, like, what's going on with Max now? Because, yeah, we get Tommy freaked out about Santa Claus, fine, but Max is a whole other story, because Jackson refers to Max as Mr. Christmas. He was the one coming down here braiding all of us. He was wearing his Santa vest, which now he's no longer wearing. DJ explains they were waiting in line to meet Santa, and all of a sudden, it's like Max's Christmas spirit just, just left his body and left a little Grinch in his place. And he took his vest off. He's like, Christmas is over for me. I'm done. So while DJ continued to wait in line with Tommy, Max went over and sat in a massage chair and ate Korean barbecue. Which, of course, Kimmy's like, oh, that sounds like heaven. And DJ's like, yeah, it does. And she's, you know, DJ's sad. It's like, it's Christmas. I have two boys that have gone full Grinch on me. I have a boyfriend who's not going to be here for Christmas. And, of course, Kimmy, with her sensitive hearing, pregnancy hearing, is like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, he left you that voicemail. And DJ looks at her like, well, how would you know I about that voicemail? I listened to it in the car. And, of course, Kimmy's like, yeah, my, my, um, hearing 
And DJ's like, uh, you didn't listen to the whole message, did you? And Kimmy's like, oh, no, no, of course not. Boo Bear. <laughs> Boo Bear's a cute nickname. All right, now we're moving to the kitchen where Kimmy is busy making Christmas cookies. Santa face cookies. Let's hear how pathetic <laughs> Jackson sounds as he's leaving Rocky another voicemail. Hey, Rocky. It's me, again. Uh, when you get this, give me a holla. Holla. <laughs> I've left her five messages and haven't heard back. Maybe she can't hear you over that sweater. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 no, no, give me, give me, here. Here, let me help you with it. Let me help you eat that cookie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Stephanie, you're feeding you her a cookie. No, no. I like your pregnancy. I'm going to get worse as time goes on. Oh, God. <laughs> Santa cookies, no. No, you have to get rid of those before Tommy sees them. No problem. No, just put them in a container and put them in the cupboard. You don't need to eat them. Oh, Kimmy, you're eating them all. Oh, my God. They're falling out of her mouth. <laughs> and Stephanie's wiping away the crumbs off her belly. That's creepy and funny at the same time. Didn't you just hide them? Exactly. <laughs> just cookie sprays all over. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so funny. Um... Jackson's left five messages to Rocky and she hasn't returned. Well, I love Ramona's comment of, well, maybe she can't hear you over that Christmas sweater. <laughs> I mean, it's a cute sweater and all, but it's like, yeah, like, eh. Why don't you back off just a little bit? I mean, five messages, what, all just that day? is a bit excessive. Maybe just a bit. Of course... Stephanie is all like, I gotta make sure Kimmy's okay. Kimmy, let me help you eat that that cookie, that Christmas big Santa face Christmas cookie. Here, here's a little cup of milk. I'll dunk that cookie in there that makes it nice and soft. And you can take little bites as I'm feeding it to you. And it's just like, oh my goodness gracious. And Kimmy is like, are you gonna be like this the whole pregnancy? And Stephanie's like, oh no, no, no. See, as your pregnancy progresses, I'm going to get much worse. <laughs> this is nothing. Of course, DJ comes in like, oh my gosh, Santa Face cookies, you have to get rid of them. And of course, what does Kimmy do? Grabs like five of them and shoves them in her mouth as fast as she can. And it's just crumbs, cookie bitlets are just <clears throat> spraying all over the place. <laughs> And I would teach him, like, why didn't you just put them in, like, a little Tupperware dish and put them in the cupboard and hide them? They're on the counter. Tommy can't even reach the counter. It'll be fine. But whatever. It's It makes for funny television. Next, of course, is he going to bed? Because he's got his robe on. He's got his robe on over his shirt. Is he sick? Let's find out what's going on with Max. understand why Tommy's so afraid of Santa. Maybe it's because Santa's a bearded stranger who breaks into your house and steals your milk. Well, he's got a point. Or he's a jolly, magical friend who brings you presents. Only after he passes judgment on you in a punitive fashion. <laughs> well, that sounds like somebody's got a case of the Baja Bugs. Hey, Max, 
What's going on? You're usually my Christmas hype man, <coughs> spreading yuletide cheer. That's the old me. I'm too mature for all this Christmas nonsense. Ouch. <laughs> You're gonna give me a heart attack there, man. Too mature for Christmas? There's no such thing. Does anybody got a crayon? I gotta finish my letter for Santi. Santi? <laughs> what a goof. Well, I mean, Tommy's fear isn't unwarranted. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of kids, I would say a pretty decent-sized percentage, when they meet Santa Claus for the first time, are going to be scared. Because they're sitting on a lap of someone they don't know. And it's, not to mention everyone's taking pictures, there's a lot of commotion, you know, noise and everything. That has got to be just amping up that fear to a hundred. So, of course, Max, in his bah humbug Grinch stage, happens to give a little advice. And he's like, look, I think I know why Tommy might be scared. He sits on the lap of a bearded man who breaks into your house, a bearded stranger, by the way, breaks into your house and steals your milk. Yeah. The DJ tell Tommy about how Santa Claus sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, he'll come down your chimney and deliver your gifts and drink your milk and cookies. Because Danny did that in the Season 8 Full House Arrestee Merry Gentleman episode, and Nikki and Alex, of course, were terrified of Santa. Because he thought that, they thought that Santa was beating up their cousins. Eventually they got over that. DJ's like, or he's a jolly friend who gives you presents. A jolly, magical friend who brings you presents. Of course, Max is like, yeah, only after he passes judgment on you in a punitive fashion. <laughs> yeah, Max's sudden bah humbug behavior is just really... This sullen behavior is really baffling everybody. And DJ's like, what's with this you want to get Christmas over with? You're over Christmas. He even says, I'm too mature for Christmas. And DJ just hand to her chest like, oh, oh, oh. It's like, buddy, you're going to give your mom a heart attack. <laughs> DJ even refers to Max as her Yuletide hype man. Oh, Christmas hype man spreading Yuletide cheer. Which he was when he came down the stairs in the beginning of the episode with that Christmas vest. Where did the Christmas vest go? Did he just rip it off of himself and just run to that massage chair and got that Korean barbecue? Like, I'm over it. I'm over Christmas. Here, Mom, take this Christmas vest back. I'm no longer going to wear it. Of course, Jimmy comes in with a piece of green construction paper folded in half like does anyone got a crayon i gotta finish my letter for santi like it's christmas eve i'm sorry but uh santa claus has seen all the letters he's going to see this year i love how their doorway has the um like christmas tree garland with white go or gold lights like around the uh outlining the doorway that's cute and i love how they have the um the christmas cards in them they got a lot of christmas cards so at this point um steve had taken a job with the lakers being he's a podiatrist that way he can help protect the basketball players feet and he's kind of on um you know traveling with the team and everything 
So she's calling him, like, hey, you're probably doing Lakers stuff. We'll be watching the game tonight to see you. Oh, she says, so hopefully someone will roll an ankle and I'll be able to see you on TV. <laughs> I guess the only way she could get Max to come out of his room is if she texts him to come downstairs and speak to her. So, yeah, I think she wants to delve more into this. Like, what's up? There's got to be more behind this than the fact that you feel you're too mature for Christmas. Christmas Eve, your favorite day of the year, and that includes the season premiere of Blue Bloods. <laughs> told you, it's old Max. Well, I miss old Max. Everyone does. And that is why we are going to do everything we can to get you back into the Christmas spirit, Fuller style. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Fuller Max comes down and he's like, hey, I got your text. What's up? And she's like, well, what's up is the fact that it's Christmas Eve, your favorite day of the year. And that includes the season premiere of Blue Bloods, which has been brought up before. So I kind of wonder if that's something that Elias Harder likes because they brought up Blue Bloods quite a bit over the last few seasons. So Max is just like, yeah, that's old Max. I'm not doing that anymore. And DJ said, yeah, well, I miss old Max, all right? 
And she's like, everyone misses old Max, and that is why we're going to do everything we can to get you back in the Christmas spirit. I love that the family comes together and does what they can to cheer up Max. Ramona and Jackson bring out what looks like a, a, sh a Christmas shower curtain, a white Christmas shower curtain, or actually, well, or even just a sheet that's got different colored um, red Christmas bulbs on it. One's got stripes, one's got snowflake, one's got stars, one's got um, a red and white block pattern, and it's, they're all just really, really cool. And this is, as DJ presents, the Fuller Family Holiday Extravaganza. Of course, Max just looks at his mom like, come on, mom, that's sort of not fair, since you know how much I love an extravaganza. It's like, exactly, I was trying, trying to get your back on Christmas spirit there, guy. Let's roll with it. So, so Stephanie and Kimmy come and sit down on the couch. It's Kimmy's like, let the cavalcade begin. And DJ is like, no, it's an extravaganza. And Kimmy's like, well, then I want my money back. <laughs> so Kimmy keeps interrupting DJ's. DJ's like, first uh, first out in our pageant of Christmas cheer. And Kimmy's like, wait, it's a pageant? Then keep my money. Like, oh my goodness gracious. Just like her, did you? I love how Kimmy is wearing a red and green elf hat with little jingle bells on it. <laughs> Of course, the first one to come out is, you know him, you love him, it's Tommy Jr. And he comes out with slippers and a newspaper. And he's like, he'll show people, sir. And he hands the slippers and paper to, aw, that's so sweet. Of course, Max is like, thanks, Tommy, that's a nice attempt. But uh, by now, all the Japanese markets have already closed. And no one has noticed the red antlered, red nosed, Cosmo Reindeer. R.I.P. Cosmo. Sitting right behind Max. <laughs> DJ just takes Tommy. Like, uh, tough crowd, Tommy. Okay. Alright, you tried, buddy. So he goes over and Stephanie scoops him up and puts him on her, her lap. Aww. I love how DJ announces the next act. He has a heart of gold and abs of steel. It's you know him as Jeremiah Jeffcoat Johnson Jimmy Gibbler. That is such a long name, but it's so creative. I love it. Of course, in Jimmy fashion, he is going to break a board with his face. And he does. And then he's like, does anyone else taste pennies? And it's just like, uh. And Max is like, how is this supposed to get me in the Christmas spirit? And DJ's like, I don't know. He was supposed to come out singing Jingle Bells. And even Max, look at his face, and like, ah, ah, oh my god, this gotta hurt. So DJ says, look, Max, I don't know what's upsetting you, but we're a family, and none of us can have a happy Christmas until you have a happy Christmas. Um, I kind of don't like this. I understand something's, and she knows something's going on with him, but it's almost like you are pulling a Danny Tanner with Stephanie right now, as in, you can feel bad for a little bit, but that's not helping. Your negative attitude is not helping us have a good Christmas. So we need you to have a good Christmas so we can all have one. So it's like you're not letting him feel whatever he's feeling. You're not getting to the bottom of what's going on with him. You're just saying your feelings aren't needed right now. They're not appropriate. You need to just cover that up and just 
plaster a smile on your face and just worry about whatever you're dealing with later. So they're like, all right, Max, how about we have you put a decoration on the tree? And it's a little fireman's hat. So this ornament has been in the family for a while. And sadly, when Max goes to put it on the tree limb, on the little branch, it slides right off and breaks. And Max is just, his face falls, oh no. And the whole family's like, <gasps> and he just runs upstairs and immediately DJ knows, like, I know what this is about. I'll be right back. So now we go up to Max's room and we find out what is really upsetting him. My goodness guys I haven't watched this since last year and I knew that it was gonna be hard watching this scene because it's Christmas Eve today and I'm also missing my dad but I know my sister is missing him just as much if not more because today is her birthday and I went through this on my birthday too but it's like I remember you know last Christmas Eve, um, 
I actually last Christmas we went up there and we went to my what used to be my grandparents house which is now my aunt and uncle's house and my dad wasn't there but we stopped at his house because you know he was on the couch he couldn't even get up at this point anymore so he couldn't celebrate Christmas with his family and it just oh it's just it's sad this this is just hard and it's not going to get easier as the years go on and more Christmases are celebrated without him. So I like DJ here what she's doing. She goes upstairs like, yes, okay, I know what's going on with Max. As she goes upstairs and says, Max, I think we need to talk about what's upsetting you. And, you know, he's not even looking. He's face down with his face in a pillow and just, he's like, who says I'm upset? And she's like, well, there's a house full of people here who love you. She says, I think I know what's bothering you. Max finally sits up, and you can tell that he has been crying. He just looks at her and he's like, you do? And she's like, yeah, because I used to have similar feelings around the holidays. And Max just breaks down. And he says, I miss my dad. I miss him so much. As he just... DJ pulls him in for a hug, and it's like, oh, buddy, I know what you're feeling right now. My God. Just to anybody that's lost a parent, the holidays are so hard. Because you're always looking at that empty chair or that space where that person used to, to occupy. And it just, oh, doesn't get easier. And she hugs her son and says, honey, I miss him too, every day so much. Even though she's in a new relationship with, with Steve and everything, that doesn't mean that she doesn't miss her husband. Passed away. And Max says, you know, today at the mall, when we were in line for Santa, and I kept seeing kids with their dads. And she looks at him like, yeah, that made you sad. And he's like, yeah, I see kids with their dads all the time, but it never made me sad before. And he's like, and then today it just hit me out of nowhere. I'm like, buddy, that's what grief does. It hits you out of nowhere anytime, any day. Something, whether it's, it's a song or a television show, anything, it's going to hit. And... Uh, grief does not need an excuse. It does not need an excuse to overwhelm you and overpower you and break you down. And DJ explains, like, yeah, that's that's what grief is like. It just has a way of sneaking up on you. Of course, Max is like, but why did it have to pick Christmas Eve? Why couldn't it have been Jackson's birthday? And of course, it's like, yeah, we did need a little bitty baby laugh to be able to break. Like, the sadness for a hot second. So, DJ explains, you know, when I was your age, I lost my mom, your grandma. So, yeah, about this time, um, you know, Max is 10. That's right around when uh, season one of Fuller House began when DJ was 10 years old. She explains, you know, the holidays were always so hard. It's like, yeah, they are. You know, it's hard because it's supposed to be fun. I mean, you know, it's supposed to be about fun and celebration and everything. And everyone else is having fun and laughing. And it's just, it's hard to 
to be able to feel that when you're feeling down and you're missing somebody. And she says, but sometimes they just kind of left a hole in my heart. Like, yeah. And Max asks, so what did you do? And she says, well, your grandpa Danny actually would help me by helping me remind me of my mom by watching home movies. And she's like, do you want to watch some home movies of your dad today? I know that you've been having trouble, you know, watching them and stuff like that, that you haven't been able to let yourself do that. But we can do that if you want to. And I love how DJ said that by watching these videos, it's almost like she was there. And Max, you get a smile from him, an honest smile. He's like, I think I'd like that. And they hug. So we come back downstairs, and Kimmy is helping Ramona put some jeans into the box for, you know, um, helping the homeless and stuff like that. And Kimmy is just so proud of Ramona for doing this. Like, Ramona says, it started off like a school assignment but but she looks at Kimmy and says, you know, I never really stopped to realize just how fortunate we are. I really like giving back. And this is so sweet. Definitely a teachable lesson here. I'm so proud of you for spending your Christmas Eve helping others. Thanks. You know, I know it started as a school assignment, but it made me realize how fortunate we are. I like giving back. Maybe I'll do it more often. I'm so glad you feel that way. But I still want my scarf back. Here, you can have this sweater. <coughs> Isn't that Stephanie's? Sure is. <laughs> oh, Kimmy. There you are. Can I make you a snack? Oh, I'm not hungry. Yeah, but if the baby is, right? <laughs> and if the baby's anything like me, which it will be because it's mine, its favorite food is going to be tableside guacamole. like here you can take this sweater and she puts a blue sweater in the box and of course Ramona's like oh wait a minute isn't that Stephanie's sweater and Kimmy's like sure is <laughs> so Stephanie continues to dote on Kimmy like oh are you hungry I bet the baby's hungry and Kimmy is like 
Stephanie, what's going on here? I mean, why are you doing all this for me? And Stephanie is feeling a little, what she said, inadequate because, you know, Kimmy's the one carrying her baby and everything. And it's just like, I feel like I want to be youthful and stuff like that. So she gives, according to all the baby books and Winnie the Pooh, she gives uh, Kimmy a massage, a tum-tum massage. And it's like, wow. <laughs> Kimmy's like, anyone with those hands would not be inadequate. And, of course, Stephanie says, you know, you're my friend and you're carrying my baby for me. And Kimmy, like, like, you call me your friend. I've waited 30 years to hear that. I should have had your baby in middle school. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but Fernando and Jimmy have got a little present for Kimmy and Stephanie. So that you'll always have something to remember your pregnancy. <clears throat> well, there will be a baby. Until that time, enjoy this token of our appreciation from the baby daddies to the baby mamas. <laughs> we went halfsies on it. Halfsies. I have not received a PayPal. Mm. <laughs> oh, the son of his baby picture. <laughs> Don't worry, when the baby comes out, it'll be in color. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. <laughs> So I really like this pairing with Kimmy and Stephanie as far as Kimmy is doing this for Stephanie. And this brings these two closer. They didn't always see eye to eye in Full House. Kimmy was always the annoying neighbor and just kind of taking, you know, DJ's time and stuff with, with Stephanie. And just they never, like I said, they never, Kimmy and Stephanie never saw eye to eye. But um, I like that there's a turning point. And with Fuller House, that they do get to come together and be connected. I mean, that baby is, like I said, the baby's half Tanner, half Gibbler. And Jimmy and Fernando, of course, want half C's, although Fernando is like, I still have not received a PayPal. <laughs> it's a sonogram of the baby. And I'm like, oh, the baby, the first baby picture. And of course, Jimmy's like, oh, well, when the baby comes, it'll be in color. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Just the way Stephanie's like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Now the family is gathered around the laptop in the living room, and they're all going to watch this Christmas video, which is probably of one of the last Christmases they had with when, um, you know, their dad was alive and, DJ, you know, DJ's husband. And this was when Tommy wasn't born yet. She, DJ was still pregnant with Tommy. Hormones. I'm feeling it too. 
took the phone call and none of you could hear it? Well, I could, with my Gibbler hearing. <laughs> Tommy wanted to give his kids the best Christmas ever. <coughs> he even bought these special presents and hid them here at Danny's house. I had no idea. They were in that weird cabinet above the washer. It's a Christmas miracle. Wait, we have a washer? <laughs> Tommy! It's just like the one I broke! Be careful, little man! Wow! A Wii U! That's exactly what I wanted when they still made them! <laughs> I really like how Jackson is sitting next to Max on the couch and he's got his arm, you know, supportively around his brother's shoulder and he's like, I miss dad too. And Max, of course, is like, yeah, I miss when you knew how to frame a shot. Because <laughs> Jackson, you don't see him, but he is the one behind the camera filming the family. And it's actually at Danny's house. They're having Christmas there. And DJ pats Max on the shoulder like, there's the Max we love. He's back. And I love how Tommy is just sitting on DJ's lap. And he's got one of those little plastic cups that has, like, uh, cereal in it. And he is just going to town. Ooh, cereal. Yum. And we do see DJ's pregnant belly with baby Tommy. On the video, a cell phone rings. It's Tommy Sr., cell phone it's his mom and of course we don't hear what he's telling her and Kimmy hears and the way she like and <gasps> surprised like oh my gosh and she runs out of the room and Ramona's like mom are you okay and of course Fernando chalks it up to like pregnancy hormones or something and he's like oh I'm feeling it too and he runs up the stairs so DJ's like, Max, are you feeling better? And he's like, yeah, I am. Man, was I cute. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that's his little, Elias's little brother Isaac playing young Max. And he doesn't have any lines, of course, but he's like, oh, he's so cute. Kimmy comes back in with four gifts. Jackson gets a Wii U back when they, he's like, oh, I totally wanted this back when they still made them. Tommy gets a little fireman hat ornament that is identical to the one that Max broke. And Max got a watch that is just like his dad's. Because I remember in season five, I'm like, isn't that the 
watch that Max got from his dad. And DJ gets, we don't see it, but she's like, oh, he always had horrible taste in jewelry. It's so ugly, but it's sweet. And, you know, because she's crying and everything. It's like, it's he writes the little note, you know, to my wife, I just want you to be happy and everything on this special day. I just want you to be happy every every single day and everything. It's just, it's really, really sweet. And it's like, oh. See, she does miss her. Even though she's with Steve, she does miss her husband. Of course, when Tommy gets the little fireman hat ornament, Max is like, careful, little man. We don't want to break it. And, of course, Tommy put, drops it lightly right back in the box. Like, yeah, you want to hang on to that. And she's, Kimmy tells them, like, oh, well, they were in that weird cabinet above the washer these gifts were. You guys didn't hear... But Tommy was on the phone to his mom and talking about how he hid presents at Uncle Danny's house. And the reason no one saw them is because they were in that weird cabinet above the washer. And Stephanie's like, we have a washer? It's like, come on, Stephanie, it's season four. Of course you have a washer. You have that little washroom. And Max's bah humbug sadness has just been wiped away. You know, he feels better. He got to see his dad on video. And everything, and it's like, yeah, Mr. Christmas is back. Aww. Now everyone's sitting down to dinner, and DJ's gonna make a toast. Okay, well, normally on Christmas Eve, my dad would be up here giving some long winded speech about an obscure relative we've never heard of or met. So if he asks, just tell him I did that. <laughs> yeah. Good story. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say how truly grateful I am that we're all able to spend the holiday together. Oh, hey, Jackson, I said no phones at the table. It's okay, Mom. It's another Christmas miracle. Rocky just texted me back. <laughs> she said, Hava. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are throwing the word miracle around pretty loosely. Yeah. So where was I? <coughs> we are truly blessed. Santa, Santa. Oh no, I hope we didn't miss another Santa. Oh. Ah, Joey! <laughs> ah. Merry Christmas! It's Santa. <laughs> Easy there, Jimmy. <laughs> Okay, we don't need to hear about that, Joey. Great. <laughs> we were just about to have a Christmas Eve dinner. Well, you know me, I'm never one to turn down a free turkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's one right there. Oh, Joey. Well, as I was saying, Christmas, it's one of the most holy and sacred days of the year. Again? I said no phones. It's 
Ja. Turn around, he's there. No, seriously, turn around. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm actually standing right behind you. Yeah. What? What? Wait, what are you doing here? Wait, what are you doing here? <laughs> are you supposed to be with the Lakers? Are they playing right now? I quit, kind of. Oh, if Magic Johnson calls, don't tell him I'm here. You quit? But that's your dream job. Yeah, but... I have dreams that are more important than that. Aww. Look, Deej, we've been waiting 25 years, okay? We owe it to ourselves once and for all to just see how we are as a couple. Aww. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> oh, we're not doing that anymore? No, it's been done. <laughs> So, DJ stands up to give the toast. He says, usually my dad, you know, Danny gives this speech. He's long-winded, you know, talking about a relative none of us have ever met before. But, you know, currently he and Jesse and Becky are all visiting Michelle for the holidays. And DJ is just happy that, you know, we're all blessed that we're able to spend the holiday together. And, of course, cell phone chimes. Like, DJ's like, seriously, I said no cell phones at the dinner table. But Rocky replied to Jackson's text. She said, holla. <laughs> and he's so happy because, you know, he sent her like five texts and messages and stuff. She hadn't replied. So I was like, aww. He's like, it's a Christmas miracle. And Ramona's like, yeah, people are throwing that word miracle around pretty loosely. So she continues the toast about how they are all truly blessed. Ta little Tommy gets up. He's like, Santa, Santa. And he starts running towards the doorway. And, of course, DJ's like, oh, no. He's still upset about Santa. Don't tell me we missed another one. And who shows up? Joey! And he's dressed as Santa Claus. Oh! And Joey is there because a couple of elves, Jackson and Ramona, told him that little Tommy was scared of Santa. So Joey hopped in his sleigh and her head drove right over there. And DJ's so happy, like, oh, Tommy, you're not afraid of Santa anymore. He's like, I love Santa, Joey. Aww. Of course, Jimmy's like, Santa! It's like, no, it's Joey. Like, oh, all right, Joey. And when and Jimmy's like, Santa! Joey just looked at him like, uh, you're a grown man. <laughs> I'm just a man in a Santa costume. So they invite Joey to dinner. Like, he's like, oh yeah, you know me, I'll never turn, uh, I never turn down a turkey leg. Oh, there's one right there. <laughs> oh, Joey. And DJ again continues her toast. Christmas, it's one of the most holy and sacred days of the year. And of course, phone goes off. She's like, I told you no fun. Oh, it's my phone. Turns out it's Steve. He's like, oh, hi, Steve. I miss you so much. He's like, yeah, me too. There's so much I want to say to you. And you can see behind Steve, he's in the kitchen currently. And she's like, yeah, like what? And then Steve emerges from where the laundry room is into the living room. And then everyone's like, oh, there's so 
did that. <laughs> and we see over at the t- table where uh, Kimmy, Ramona, and Fernando are sitting, and I don't know if this was Fernando the actor or the character or whether this is Juan Pablo's, because um, he kind of like, like, look, look over there. And they, Kimmy and Ramona look, and they're all like, <gasps> So I kind of wonder, is that, like, the character doing that? Or is that the actor just, no, look over there. And he's like, yeah, like, I'm standing right behind you. And she's like, that's not that romantic. It's like, no, seriously, I'm standing right behind you. Turn around. And it's funny because she's like, wait, what are you doing here? And she's looking back at her phone and looking at Steve and looking back at her phone. It's like, it's like taking a second for her brain to like process this. Like, yeah, seriously, he's like right there in the flesh, right there. Like you could literally reach out and like touch him. (laughs) She's like, wait, you're supposed to be with the Lakers. Aren't they playing right now? And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, I quit. So if Magic Johnson calls, just tell him I'm not here. And she's like, yeah, but that was your dream job. And he's like, yeah, but I have bigger dreams. And that is to be with you and see how, you know, we work in a relationship and everything. Like, he's like yeah. It's like he loves you and you are more important than any any basketball team or any foot doctor job. I mean, yeah. He says, I have dreams that are more important than that. Everyone just, aww. And he's like, look, Deej, we've been waiting 25 years, okay? We owe it to ourselves once and for all to just see how we are as a couple. And guys, they're going to be great. They're going to be great. Because there's DJ. There's Steej. Team Steej. Team Steve. Steej. They're endgame. And, of course, Joey's like, aww. Of course, no one else is, like, doing that. And he's like, oh, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> So DJ says, all right, everyone, let's eat, and tells Steve to grab a chair, uh, but oh, 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 wait, 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 Kimmy's got uh, another, another, another message coming in, that sensitive pregnancy hearing, what is it, could it be maybe real Santa, maybe, let's find out, all being together it's so sweet and beautiful we just closed the episode on the skyline of san francisco with snow falling down oh this is such a good episode i love it so much and this is so heartwarming this is honestly out of fuller house's two christmas episodes so far this would be number one and nutcrackers would be number two nutcrackers is funny but this one is really heartwarming so as far as for the best outfit, I want to give it to the similar outfit that Jackson and Tommy wear. I think Max might wear it at one point. It's a white sweater lined, you know, the collar in red, and it's just got, like, snowflakes and stuff. It's really, really cute. 
Honestly, there are no bad word, uh, wardrobes for this episode. Everyone just beautiful, beautiful. Um, most re um, relatable, of course, is going to be Max. And honestly, that could be, anybody can relate to that, especially if they've lost a loved one and they're dealing with, you know, the holidays. It's like one of the worst times of the year when you're really missing someone. All right, well, join me next week when we ring in the new year with Full House Season 4, Episode 13, entitled Happy New Year, which aired on December 20th, 1990. In this episode, Joey feels lonely when he can't find a date for New Year's Eve. So look for that on December 30th and on December 31st, the last final day of 2019, as we enter in a new decade. Soon to enter in a new decade. Fuller House Season 2, Episode 13, entitled Happy New Year Baby, which aired on December 9th, 2016. Steve comes to DJ for help with an important proposal. Jesse and Becky's new addition brings Danny and Joey home and has Jimmy spouting baby talk. All right. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am happy to put it out on Christmas Eve for you all to enjoy. And I just, I hope you guys have a magical holiday tomorrow if you celebrate it. Just, you know, enjoy your time with family and friends. Eat lots of good food and... I hope you get what you asked for from Santa Claus, <laughs> and just yeah, immerse yourself in 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 the in the times and everything like that. So of course, before I go, I have something special that I would like to share with all of you. It is a movie of it's only like a minute long um, of my mom when I was maybe about maybe two years old, and this is guys when I found out about this. Um, I was an adult, and let me tell you, when my mom had her stroke, I mean, I couldn't even remember what her original voice sounded like, so to hear it on this video just was amazing. It's like I got a little piece of my mom back, so I'm going to share that with you before I officially go. So the first part of this clip I'm going to show you... Uh, my mom brought us over to a friend's house that had geese, and he had one of the first ever video cameras, and he was just filming. I was probably about two at the time, so I was just slowly learning how to walk. And the friend's wife had brought out some bread to feed some of the, because it's a regular-sized goo. I'm guessing, is it a Canadian goo? I'm not sure, but... um. Yeah, she's given some bread to give to us, and my you can hear my mom. I turned up the volume so you can hear it. Um, you can hear my mom tell me, like, oh, here's some bread, and helping me feed the ducks. because I just I'm so little and I just I don't show any interest in feeding the ducks but the little ducklings that are coming around me is like I'm so excited and clapping my hands and everything it's just so cute and even
even even then, you know, my mom was suffering from lupus. Even just trying to get up from sitting on the ground to a standing position, it's like, yeah. She was like, like, ugh. And then she picks me up so I'm in a standing position to help me walk. I'm just sitting on the ground while these young geese just come around me. And I'm like putting my hand out trying to touch them. That's so cute. <laughs> I touch the baby geese and then the the big mother geese. I reach out to touch it, but it backs away and of course it like hisses at me and I like have no reaction. What's like, oh okay, like I'm not afraid of it. It's funny because the guy who's doing the filming notices that too. Like I'm not afraid of it, and my mom is like, oh no, she loves animals. So I'm gonna play this clip. Those were the little clips I wanted to share with you, and I hope you maybe enjoyed them a little bit. And um, yeah, have a great Christmas Eve and a great Christmas Day tomorrow. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye bye.